After greeting what felt like a thousand guests, Catherine's face hurt from smiling, and she felt unbearably restless standing in the reception line for so long. Do stop tapping your foot, her mother warned softly. Ladies are composed and gracious. There was no time to reply, for Alice Vanderbilt was approaching, radiating the sort of calm composure Catherine lacked. Soft air wafted in from the flower-scented grounds, beckoning. What fun was it to have a wealthy father if one could never do as one pleased, or even make one's own choices in life? Who in heaven's name is that? Her mother hissed the moment Mrs. Vanderbilt had left them. Tapping the arms of her husband and daughter with her fan, Hermione gestured toward the entryway. I believe those people may be strangers. Catherine focused on the two men who had just entered. The auburn-haired fellow, costumed in a perfectly proper blue satin Louis XVI suit, consulted with the liveried footman at the door. When she turned her attention to his companion, her heart literally skipped a beat. Clad in all black, the man appeared to be costumed as a buccaneer, with leather jackboots, a simple white stock, and a stiff coat with turned-back cuffs and gold buttons. He carried a tricorn hat set off by a white cockade centered with a blood-red ruby, and his raven hair was drawn back in a queue. In the gilded setting of Beechcliff, surrounded by satin-clad, jewel-encrusted peacocks, this unadorned renegade radiated an aura of danger. I am not amused by that man's costume, Hermione decided. She lifted her pince-nez for a closer look. Catherine stared in fascination. His skin was darkened by the sun. His eyes were hooded, perhaps bored or cynical, and there was a rather harsh edge to his good looks. He was very tall and powerfully built. Papa, she whispered, please don't send them away. Of course not. Then, as the two strangers approached, Jules Parrish put on a welcoming smile and extended his hand. How good of you both to come, Hermione murmured. I'm terribly sorry, but I didn't hear the major domo announce you. I am Byron Matthews, said the fellow in the satin suit. Mr. Parrish, you and I met at the casino. Jules was nodding. Of course, you recently became the brother-in-law of the Duke of Aylesbury. He glanced toward his wife, whose lips were puckered with doubt. I had my secretary take an invitation to Matthews at his hotel. Such a fine young man. How nice, she forced a smile. The pleasure is mine, I assure you. I would like to present my worthy friend, the Viscount Ravenau. Viscount? Hermione perked up visibly. Welcome, my lord. What a unique costume you have chosen. You appear to be quite wicked. She gave a nervous titter, as if she feared she had overstepped propriety. I am Steed Bonnet, the pirate, Ravenau explained, and watched her blanch under her powder. Wicked indeed. Catherine felt giddy. What a dashingly romantic name he had, and his eyes were breathtaking. Marbled gray and blue, with hints of gold dust. Voices and time blurred until he appeared directly in front of her, 
and she stared as her hand went into his. His fingers were long and handsome, but his hand wasn't soft like those of the men she knew. It was dark and strong like the rest of him. Miss Parrish, I presume? Jules leaned over, quite taken with his new friends. My lord, this is my daughter, Catherine Beasley Parrish. It's a pleasure to meet you. Raveno's eyes crinkled slightly at the edges. Are you supposed to be an historical character? That face you reminds me more of a colonial Quaker than a contemporary of Marie Antoinette's.